As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph, entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. God has a way of preparing His servants, of of getting us ready for what He knows is coming. We couldn't know the future. I want to say, thank God I don't know the future. I don't have the grace for that yet. But the Lord does, and Joseph's greatest preparation for the famine that was ahead was not what he did. Everybody was amazed at the preparations he made for the famine, but the greatest preparation in Joseph's life was what God did for him. And God will give you some things along the way that prepare you for what's coming next. For example, in Genesis 41, verse 50, the Bible says, And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came. Don't miss that. It was before the famine came that God gave him Manasseh and God gave him Ephraim. And I think that was very important. Later in life, in Genesis 48 and verse 9, Joseph said to his father, These are my sons whom God hath given me in this place. And when they were given was just prior to the famine. Now, why was that? Because God was sending Joseph a message, and really he was giving him truth that he could draw from all through those seven years of difficulty and famine. The first, of course, was that he had to get past his past. That was Manasseh. Remember forgetting? God hath made me to forget. You can't deal with the future if you're stuck in the past. So if you're carrying a whole bunch of luggage through life, you're not going to be a very happy traveler. Uh, Travel light, lay it down, put it behind you under the blood of Jesus, and move on. But today we come not just to the message that comes from Manasseh, but now to what I think is a great exhortation from Ephraim. That's the second son. His name is Ephraim. The Bible says in Genesis 41, verse 52, and the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So the exhortation from Ephraim before the famine came was that if you look to the Lord right where you are, God will make you fruitful. This is really fascinating how God connects famine and fruitfulness. Famine all around him, fruitfulness within him. Famine everywhere he looked. And yet, in his own personal life, great fruitfulness. This gives me tremendous hope because we're living right now in a spiritual famine, in difficult days. And if you're not careful, you can start thinking so much about Pharaoh and the famine that you forget God and the fruitfulness. Can you accept the fact that God chose this place in this time for you? The Psalm 47, 4 says, God chooses our inheritance for us. Do you believe in the providence of God? God let you live at this time, in this place? I, I love this phrase. He says, in the land of my affliction. Not after, not even in spite of, just in it, right in the midst of it. Did you know, for example, that some of the hardiest fruit trees need some winter cold? And that it's when they snap out of their dormancy that they bear the most fruit. Isn't that fascinating that God would even use the winter cold snap to do something in them? I don't want to get ahead of myself in this study. We're going to come to Genesis 49 later. Genesis 49 verse 22 said, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over 
the wall. This is wonderful, isn't it? God gives favor, and then God gives fruit. Uh, The Lord worked in a very special way in Joseph's life and in his children's life to bring forth fruit. In fact, Ephraim would become the largest of the tribes. Isn't that amazing? Later in the Old Testament, there are several occasions where the entire nation of Israel is simply addressed as Ephraim. Why? Because it was the largest group. And yet, I want you to know, there could never be an Ephraim if first there wasn't a Manasseh. (laughs) Uh, There could never be fruitfulness if first there wasn't forgetting. And there could never be a Manasseh and an Ephraim if there had not been a Joseph living every day in the presence of Almighty God. You see, God chose this famine for Joseph. It was national, yes, but it was also personal. Don't miss what God's doing for you, what God has chosen for your life. It may be the soil out of which the most beautiful fruit will grow. In Genesis chapter 46, listen to verse 20. And unto Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim. Verse 27, and the sons of Joseph which were born him in Egypt. Now, we we love the story of the Exodus, don't we? And we love the story of them coming out. But have you ever pondered what God did in Egypt? That's where they flourished. That's where the nation grew. That's where God just uh, put it to the next level in the world, in the persecution, in the trial, in the struggle, uh, in the difficulty. In the words of Joseph, in the land of my affliction. You see, what God did for him through Manasseh and now through Ephraim, this exhortation, this reminder of of God's uh, resourcefulness and God being the source of all, this was Joseph's true storehouse in the famine. This is really what he drew from for the next seven years. And I want you to know you can draw from God's faithfulness every day. And then you can draw from it not only for your own soul, but for those around you. You can feed others Think of this, when we, where we are in this story in Genesis, his circumstances have not yet all changed. His brothers and his father have not yet arrived in the land. He doesn't know how Genesis 50 is going to end. He only knows that there's a famine coming, but watch this, he knows God. He knows the message of Manasseh and the exhortation of Ephraim. And I think sometimes we spend so much of our life trying to prepare for the future without coming to grips with our past and our present. You can't help others when the famine comes, if you're not settled. And so get this settled in your own heart. God has been at work in your past. You can leave the past in God's hands. God is at work in your present. The Lord is going to make you fruitful. And then leave all the rest of it with him. You'll remember that in Manasseh, God made me forget. And now in Ephraim, God caused me to be fruitful. We are God-made and God-caused people. And I want you to know that in dark days, God's people bear the most beautiful fruit because that is when God gets all of the glory. I alluded to something Spurgeon said the other day about the perversity of our memory. Let me give you the exact quote. Memory, he said, is a very treacherous about the best things. By strange perversity, it treasures up the refuse of the past and permits priceless treasures to lie neglected. Choose today not to think on what is evil and against you, but rather to think on what is good and the one who is for you. (laughs) Think, if God be for us, who can be against us? In the words of Philippians, think on these things. Andrew Murray, the great devotional writer, was serving in South Africa. 
And at a very hard time in his life and ministry, one day he wrote this in his journal. He said, I'm here by God's appointment in his keeping under his training for his time. And I want to suggest to you today, dear friend, you are where you are by God's appointment in his keeping under his training and for his time. Here's my prayer for you. Genesis 48, verse 20. And he blessed them that day, saying, In thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and Manasseh. May God help you today to forget and to be fruitful, because the Lord is with you. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in His presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in His presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.